Welcome to the Ponder New Podcast. I'm Pastor Rob Mayalis, and in this podcast, we ponder new the ancient stories of Scripture. Took some time off after Christmas, but we're starting a new season here for Lent 2023. So this is the initial episode of that season. And uh, this Lent, Lent is a time of 40 days of fasting, of prayer, of journeying with Jesus to the cross. And we're going to walk with Jesus through these, I would argue, dramatic encounters that Jesus has with individuals throughout the Gospel of John. And each week we're going to look at one encounter that Jesus has. And I've picked uh, a Taylor Swift song about anti-hero, and uh, hopefully by the season's end you can figure out why I chose that song. Um, But we're going to be getting into, again, these powerful encounters that are all about uh, faith, about vulnerability, about strength, about transformation, about God's inbreaking mercy that both puts to death sin and raises us up to be the new creation. So let's get pondering. day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, I have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. During the pandemic, I began to watch a lot of Marvel movies with uh, my daughters, especially my older one. And about a few movies in, I realized that these were relatively more or less PG-13 movies. And I really shouldn't have been showing them to my to my daughter. But then she, you know, wisely argued, maybe not wisely, but sort of in a teenage way. Well, I've already seen them, you know, yeah, I can handle this much. You know, it's not that big of a deal, Dad. So uh, we kept watching and kept watching um, as the sort of lockdowns would continue and so forth. And, you know, every superhero has a different superpower. And it kind of makes me then ask, what is Jesus's superpower? I guess we could also ask, you know, what superpower do you want? But but I want to think about Jesus sort of as this sort of superhero um, and the superpowers that he has. And one of them is clearly the ability to heal and the ability to heal people of what plagues them physically, emotionally, spiritually, Uh, And even his healing is so great that he can raise the dead to new life. Also, the ability to uh, be resurrected himself, to come back from from suffering and and death. And and we could also, I think, 
which would be maybe not quite as cool for I can't I mean can you imagine if they did a Marvel hero about a, a human who could actually forgive sin? I mean that would just be um wow, you, it would be the life of Jesus. It, it could only happen that way. So so he's got these uh superpowers. But to me the the superpower that that stands out that I want to focus on these coming weeks is uh, Jesus's ability to know a person. And Jesus has this uncanny knack when he talks to people of not just knowing biographical data or even the historical data, but he's just able to read their heart. He's able to get it. He just knows what they're running from, what they're running to, um, their shadow self, their hopes, their dreams, their, their characteristics, the character of, of what's inside of them. Jesus just knows it. And uh, this is, um, I think this is a, a superpower worth uh, reflecting on. Uh, first, because we um, are in a society now where we have so much data on each other but in spite of all that data, it's almost impossible to really know what's in the heart of somebody else. In fact, the more technology we have, the more technology we use to try to cover up the reality of, of what's going on in our lives. You know, it's, you can't just have a photo on Facebook or Instagram or make a, you know, a short video for whatever. You, you have to curate it. You have to decide what angle, you know, what lighting, you know. I mean, what, what you, in some cases, even people want to airbrush out of it. And, and, and generally, you know, you have to have, be having fun, um, but fun that's not raunchy. You know, there's like all these sort of filters we all have, literal, you know, literal filters of color, but also sort of, sort of uh, you know, we want to make sure that people have a good opinion of us. And again, we, the, the term is like that for a museum, curate. So we spend all this time trying to make sure that others would believe that our lives are virtuous and also fun and also beautiful. Um, and <laughs> that's not always the case, though. In fact, most, most days, most times, uh, you know, we're trying just to sort of hold our, to get our lives together with emotional duct tape as we sort of roll along from uh, one, one deadline to one family crisis to, uh, you know, one grocery store trip to another. Um, and, and Jesus just comes along, though, long before any sort of, you know, augmented reality glasses that could maybe fill him in or whatever. He, he, just, he just knows people, and he knows what's, what's in, in their hearts. And so I think in a world that... Um, just is um, having such a trouble being real and genuine uh, to have somebody who knows who we really are, uh, you know, is, is, is amazing. But Jesus doesn't simply know this. Jesus is going to interact with people. And so this, uh, the Lent, we're going to be looking at these stories from John's Gospel. And what happens is that when Jesus encounters... People. He knows what's in their heart. And he knows that it's, it's a mixture of, of some really terrible dark things, some really bleak and, and disappointing and broken parts of our reality, as well as some really hopeful and, and joyful parts, um, uh, longing for God parts of, of, our, of our life. And rather than be overwhelmed or scared 
or ashamed or embarrassed to be around uh, the sort of contradictions and mixture uh, of, of all that we are, Jesus instead figures out a way to draw the people to him, to engage who they are at the core, and then send them on their way healed in some way of uh, either individually or collectively. And so this Lent, I invite you to walk with with me through some of these stories in the first half of, of John's Gospel as Jesus encounters people and in the process to to hear and understand how Jesus is encountering us, encountering the real me, the real you, yet somehow um, in, both embracing and rejecting that at the same time as, as Jesus sort of transforms us, both, yes, judges, but also uplifts and forgives, all at the same time in these encounters, these, these life-changing encounters. And my hope is then that this Lent, as we encounter Jesus in these stories, that we too can can experience that that transforming uh, love of Jesus Christ. To get at this kind of interaction, I want to highlight for us and, and focus on the interaction of Jesus and a man named Nathaniel in the beginning of chapter 1 of John's Gospel. In another podcast, I looked at the first episode, sort of first, uh, not episode, the first words of John's Gospel in the prologue. You can go back and listen to that if you're curious. But I think we can get right into it here. And I'm going to first do a little bit of work in sort of the the initial conversation, setting up the Gospel of John for the coming weeks, and then we'll get more into, again, the specifics of Nathaniel. So what happens is that there's this uh, sort of one of the first followers of Jesus is a man named Philip. And Philip comes to Nathaniel, and Philip says, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and the prophets also wrote about Jesus, son of Nazareth, son of Joseph. When Philip says, we have found the one that Moses wrote about in the Law and the Prophets, this should be um, something, an obvious sign. And that is that this is a Jewish world that we're talking about here. And there was a long time, especially if you read older commentaries, where John's Gospel was thought to be really heavily influenced by Greek philosophy. And that is true. However, uh, after World War II... A bunch of people have gone back, and they've been far more open, again, after the Holocaust, to, re, to recognizing, reclaiming the reality that Jesus was a Jew and that his first followers were as well. And so the Gospel of John really plays in all sorts of ways, riffs on, uh, comments on, grows out of this, this Jewish worldview. And we may, have, we may be kind of coming back to that and sort of certain symbols and motifs that may not make as much sense to us, but for first century Jews would have had a huge uh, significance in, in what their meaning was. Okay, so then uh, Philip uh, says, or then Nathaniel writes, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And it's, there's going to be cultural prejudice we're going to encounter. This is sort of one sort of uh, neighborhood kind of looking at another saying, well, that's the backwaters. Throughout the Gospel of John, real emotions, real boundaries, real class and ethnic and linguistic, and all of those tensions are, are there. Um, and so, so John's world is a world um, a, a lot like ours, <laughs> where you have, again, sort of all these sort of different divisions um, that, that are going to have to be uh, bridged by the power of the Gospel. 
Well, then Philip replies, come and see. And this is the other thing I think is so powerful about the Gospel of John, is that it's this confident evangelical impulse. And the word evangelical has kind of been destroyed for us in America because it refers often to a political grouping, like white evangelicals voted this percentage for this you know, candidate, rather than what it really means in the Bible, and that is evangelical means to proclaim good news. And the church historically has had a, a heavy bent on welcoming others. There's this sort of way in which the love of Christ is seen for all people, and if people don't know about it, then it is the responsibility guided by the Holy Spirit of those who do acknowledge Jesus as Lord to share the story and to invite others into that fellowship with Jesus. And so Philip here, the first thing he says to Nathaniel is basically the hopes we have have been fulfilled. And the second thing is come and see. And I think a lot of times, again, we think about people who are sort of inviting us into the relationship with Jesus. It, it often has a far more negative character of somebody who's screaming and yelling at a street corner or something, pronouncing judgment that you're going to hell. I mean, I remember in our town we had somebody oh, this last winter and they would just stand at this one corner in a relatively small town and just, you know, shout out about hell the whole time. That's not what's happening in the Gospel of John. The early followers of Jesus... There's something so captivating, again, this superpower of Jesus, just to know who they are, that they're just drawn to him. And they, and they want to invite others, too. And they say something special is happening in Jesus, and we want you to know about him. And so, um, so those are sort of just a couple things to keep in mind about John's gospel that we're going to sort of be returning to again and again. The first is... Um, that Jesus is a Jew. <laughs> the second, and this is a Jewish worldview, and there's going to be all sorts of symbols you may have to unpack. The second is that there's ethnic boundaries between people that uh, are just the reality, and they may be a different set of ethnic boundaries than we have today, but it, it'll draw, it's easy to draw, sort of draw parallels there. And the third, that there's definitely a note of confident, joyful invitation to say to people, Jesus is the hope that we have. The hopes that we all have has been fulfilled. So, so come and see. No coercion, no forced conversions. Um, no, you're going to hell if you don't. Just literally in the beginning at least, a come and see. Discover the one whose superpower is really knowing who we are. Well, so then Jesus sees Nathaniel coming. And he says, wow, there's an Israel in whom there is no deceit. And Nathaniel says, how do you know me? From where do you know me? And what a powerful question. How do you know me? And this is, again, the Jesus, this is the focus here, this sort of approach to John's gospel in this podcast in the next couple of weeks, is Jesus is the one that knows us. The one that knows, in this case, something really good, that Nathaniel's a straight shooter. Um, and he was a straight shooter right there before. And he said, how can anything good come from Galilee? And, and Jesus knows us about him. This is his sort of fundamental defining characteristic of, of who he is. And, uh, and, and Jesus just gives a straightforward answer. Well, before Philip called you when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. And Nathaniel answers him in a really surprising way. Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. 
and and part of me when you read this is like you know this is this is too much of a of a reaction this, this is almost implausible that somebody could be this excited about their interaction with with Jesus but uh, Jesus himself kind of even comes back and says you you believe already like what you will see greater things than these but here we see that that Jesus just in this simple interaction got at where somebody was knew their sort of yeah knew knew who they were and now somehow has found a way to move them along to somehow bring them into deeper relationship with himself to to somehow change the the, the patterns this person who thought that there was you know nothing good could come out of this neighborhood now he's like okay the one who came out of the neighborhood is the messiah is the son of god the the coming king so so nathaniel actually here has somehow already had some long-standing prejudices in his life overcome as he encountered jesus baffling and confusing his own prejudices. So Jesus has met Nathaniel and in these uh, in this conversation we've seen some some things we'll continue to see in the Gospel of John that there's clearly um, a Jewish uh, milieu or that Jesus is a Jew and so are the early followers that there's ethnic boundaries um, that there's something about this good news though that um, that God wants to be shared beyond those, those boundaries, in fact, with all people. Um, and that Jesus, just that question, Nathaniel, you know, where did you, how do you know me? And, and then Jesus just knows us. And so my question, though, to end it with is more of a personal reflective one. And that is when, um, when, when Nathaniel is greeted by Jesus, Jesus says, truly you are and he gives two, two words there. And he says, you're an Israelite, sort of this identity marker for his people, and also his uh, sort of something about him personally, uh, in one in whom there is no deceit. And, and Nathaniel just knows that Jesus then has got it right. I'm curious, if Jesus were to come up to you and say, ah, here truly is, what? two, maybe three words would he say about you, or what sentence would he say about you that would capture the essence of who you are? And in Nathaniel's case, it's not negative. It's a real positive. So what would be, what would be Jesus's positive statement about who you are? And, uh, but, but then, if you've got that, then I want you to think about how, how God has worked, and, and Jesus really has, has spoken to you in your life through that particular, um, set of giftedness you have and maybe just maybe like nathaniel where so often the things we're gifted in in weird ways all sort of become weaknesses right like i'm i'm really good at getting things done often means you know i'm less patient or something like this and and in nathaniel's case the fact that he's without deceit and he's an israelite meant that he was willing to say things that were prejudiced about other groups or other people and uh and and that was something that Jesus is going to show him, like, no, that's not true. And, and Jesus actually pushes him across that. And so where, ironically, have your strengths uh, even been places of, of transformation for you? Well, hopefully this is a good start to the Gospel of John, um, which 
it seems at first so simple, yet is so incredibly uh, deep. So we continue on in this Lent, a season of walking to the cross, and for us in this podcast, encountering Jesus and and getting in touch uh, with a little bit uh, of our vulnerabilities and our softer side.